I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And a big thanks to uh, sound engineer Tom for helping us set up this virtual brewery tour today. Check one, two, check one, two. The show must go on, gentlemen. Correct. We are on a virtual field trip today. And from the safety of our own homes, we are visiting with Hayden Weir, head brewer at Dos Desperados Brewing in San Marcos, California, another excellent brewery in San Diego, North County. Welcome, Hayden. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here virtually. Virtually, exactly. Social distancing at its finest right here. We're doing a good job. Yeah. Hayden, I just want to say welcome and thanks for setting us up with some uh, of your guys' beers to uh, taste uh, along the way today. But before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about Dos Desperados? Uh, what's kind of the, the origin story of that brewery? And also, where did you guys come up with kind of that gunslinger banditos theme? So Dos Desperados has been in business for six years. Actually, last weekend would have been our six-year anniversary party but we had to cancel that, of course, or postpone it. Uh, it's owned by Steve and Dora Munson. They're the Una and the Dos in Dos Desperados. <laughs> Steve homebrewed for about 20 years on and off until he retired and then got pretty serious in a homebrewing, scaled up to 15-gallon batches, got it all set up in the backyard, and after one year of retirement, he just couldn't stay home any longer, which he doesn't even stay at home longer than two days in a row these days. So he decided to open up his own brewery, and the, the kind of Clint Eastwood Spaghetti Western theme came from brainstorming with beers in the backyard with his friends, and they liked a lot of Clint Eastwood stuff over the years, and they settled on Dos Desperados. It's kind of hard for a couple people to say and spell, but we have fun with the kind of <laughs> Western Spanish theme. Perfect. And uh, we've already started with a beer. We're nice enough to... Allow some pickup and talent played beer shuttle yesterday and delivered them all around town. So we all have a glass of Hazy Daisy IPA, so which is fantastic, by the way. I've already started mine. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. 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 Uh, the doctor would be asking, why aren't you drinking? Well, doctor, we have been. So right. <laughs> you want to tell us a little bit about Hazy, Hazy Daisy? So Hazy Daisy was the first recipe I got to write as head brewer just over two years ago. And it was a big deal because Steve, he's an old school brewer. He likes his Belgians, his traditional German style beers. And, you know, he likes his IPA here and there. But me as a young brewer, I was 23 years old at the time and hazies were just coming out. I wasn't necessarily a big fan of hazy IPAs. I didn't like the super low bitterness, the the juice bombs, they were calling it, making it look like orange juice. Right. So I decided if I was going to make one, I wanted to make a little bit tweaked where I had at least some bitterness in there. So it seemed like you were still drinking an IPA, not a glass of orange juice. That tastes kind of like hops. So I talked to Steve about doing it. He didn't really want to do it, even though he's from Vermont. You know, it's a Vermont style beer at the time, you know, New England style, hazy IPA. But I just kind of went ahead and brewed it. He just thought I was brewing an IPA, and two and a half, three weeks later, I put it on tap, and he was very excited to drink it. He liked it a lot, and I don't think he'd ever shaken my hand more times in one day than that day. Nice. 
and he really enjoyed it. And because it was my first recipe, I named it after my dog, Daisy. And I've been fighting for almost a year now to get that beer into cans so I can get my dog's face on that can. And I'm very, very happy with the way it came out. And she's right on the can. Yeah, it's very tasty. It's good. It's a, it's a very solid. Yeah, that's got a mosaic and El Dorado in it. And it's a, a pretty good hop combo in there. I'd, I'd try not to use too many different hop varieties in IPAs because for me personally, I, I those individual flavors from those hops kind of get lost when you put too many in them at once. So I settled on, we first made it with mosaic and citra because you really can't go wrong with that combination. But then the price of Citro just went through the roof. So we decided to go with something a little more affordable, but just as tropical fruit flavor forward. Now, you know, what I like about it is it's kind of got that the, the bitterness is at the at the front end of it. And then it kind of tapers away. It doesn't have a real uh, aftertaste. It's very smooth at the end. Yeah, it's got uh, some hot bitterness at that beginning because I wanted it to have, you know, some West Coast IPA characteristic to it. But it still right. finishes soft and yeah. hazy like. And you definitely get the uh, the tropical kind of that pineapple taste and the fruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's very good. Thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. The picture of Daisy on the can is fantastic. I'll put that on Instagram for people to see. But on the can, the description of the beer is probably one of the most fun I've ever read. With a mouthfeel as soft as a golden retriever and a flavor as fun as chasing a tennis ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... Uh... I was given the task to write a story for that can, and I'm not much of a writer. I, <laughs> I've never been one to figure my thoughts and organize them onto to paper or anything. So I was taking a weekend trip out to visit my girlfriend in Florida, and I gave myself the task of finishing that. And uh, I was pretty happy with the way it came out. I was a little worried it was going to be a little, little too dorky, cutesy yeah. kind of thing, but I'm pretty <laughs> happy with it. No, it's good. It's very solid. It's a cool, it's a cool can. Um, and it's a, it's a really good beer. Very, very, uh, I like the, the one line I saw in there, what it was at the dog days of summer. I think this is a great beer as we head into spring and, and a great beer for, for summer as well. And you can pick up the mosaic in it, but it's not overkill. Like a lot of the mosaic IPAs are, and it does have a little bit of the piney resiny hint. I would call it a hint in there early but nothing that sticks around, which is sometimes with the hazies that seem to be ab- to have been made in a hurry. Don't know if that's true, but that's how they come across to me sometimes. It doesn't have that at all. It just has it like that's on purpose versus that's uh, just part of the product the way it came out. Yeah, some hazy IPAs, uh, in my opinion, can taste a little green, I think is the term a lot of brewers use. It's just so much hot particulate is still in suspension in that beer, and it becomes so grassy gritty almost tasting and this beer because of course we knew we were going to can it i definitely gave it a little extra time to condition in the bright tank let it settle so it would be good in the can no sediment or chunkies floating around in there so we definitely took our time with this one well fantastic great job yeah thank you so just as a little bit for you i mean you talked about you've been brewing for them for a couple years so what's what's your background with with regards to brewing how'd you get into it you must be 25 if my math is correct yes (laughs) <laughs> so knowing that no one drinks before they're 21, it means you've only been doing this for four years. So it sounds like a, a pretty quick rise to, to fame here. Yeah, you know, I got pretty lucky in the circumstances. June, first week of June will be five years of me being here. Uh, my first year, I brewed a little bit. Before that, I actually, I'd only homebrewed twice, really. 
kind of half homebrewed each time. I only did the boil part and it was at my friend's house. So I let him finish it. And we were 17, I think, because he got a little Mr. Beer kit from his uncle for Christmas. And we didn't even drink beer at the time. But we thought, hey, this, we have this. Let's try it. We're able to buy the ingredients from the store. You just had to be, I think, no, you didn't even have to be 18. I don't think you could just buy ingredients at any age. And so we tried it. And it was really fun. I had no idea how beer was made. Of course, we used extract, but I still got the general idea. And I don't think I even f- drank the finished product, but I, it was always stuck in my head that that was a pretty fun thing to do. I've always liked making things, and that was just another tool in my toolkit, I guess, even though I, you know, I was no expert at the time. Right. So I... I grew up in LA in Torrance and I moved down to San Marcos to play baseball at Cal State San Marcos. Still, I mean, I drank light beers and stuff, you know, as a college kid, but as I was going to parties with older guys, they'd come over for local craft beer or usually Ballast Point and things like that. And I realized, okay, I could drink these IPAs. I'm digging this. And (laughs) I realized where I was. I'm like, okay, so this is a possibility. And once I was, I think, 20 years old, I was like, I want to give this a shot. Once I turn 21, I'm going to go around. I'm going to work for free if I have to and beg for a job. I just wanted to learn and see what it was like to see if I really liked it. And I was telling that to a new manager I had when I was working at Five Guys. And he was really excited to hear me say that because he knew Steve Munson, the owner of Dos Esperados around the corner. And of course, I had never even heard of Dos Esperados. So he went in there and talked me up to Steve because I was such a good worker at Five Guys. And Steve was nice enough to hire me a month after I turned 21, not knowing a single thing about making beer. That's crazy. That's a great story. It does seem like we've heard this story a couple times. You know, Ryan Crisp over at Alesmith coming out of San Diego State, just looking for somewhere, someone who would let him into the brew room. And But it's pretty unique for someone that young to have that much of an idea of, hey, this is something I really want to do, which is pretty yeah, cool to see. I yeah, I think it's awesome. I, uh, I'm not sure why, but at 20, something happened where like, I, I got to see what this is all about. And I got lucky enough to actually enjoy it because, you know, maybe you don't enjoy that thing you tried the first time or you have to go through a couple things, but I'm so far five years in, I'm still enjoying the hell out of it. That's cool. And the, the other end of the story is someone who brewed for 25 years in their garage and finally got around to, to yeah. doing it professionally. Yeah. After he had retired, you know, right. so we kind of the two ends of the spectrum meeting in the middle and it's worked out pretty well. Absolutely. Hayden, uh, let me ask you about obstacles and successes that have helped define uh, Dos Desperados Brewing and maybe your philosophies and goals as a brewer. Well, our obstacles, I would say, began before I was here. I think I started right after their first anniversary. That first year was a little rough. You know, Steve had homebrewed, made good beer homebrewing. It's hard to scale up to a commercial system if you don't have it down. And we had uh, another brewer who made great, another great homebrewer, but it just didn't translate over to commercial. So we had some diastole issues, I've been told, and other things like that. And we got a write up in the West Coaster. They called us the House of Diastole. So that one hurt us for a while. Oh, I didn't even yes. know what diastole was when they told me about that story when I first got here. You know, I bet they looked it up fast when they uh, saw the review. <laughs> yeah. So that there's still people I'll run into here and there who had heard of us and like, yeah, oh, it's been a while since I've been there. And I'll ask how long and they'll say five years or so. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, you need to go back in and try it. Yes. So that it was. So it was a slow start for us. 
And we're one of the few breweries, I don't know if there's any brewery in San Diego where not only we're independently owned, we don't have any sort of investors at all. It's just Steve and his wife involved in this. So we are as nickel dime as we can for us. We're, we're small, we're staying small, we're growing really slow, but we're confident that that's going to be to our advantage because we're not opening up a second tasting room, creating too much overhead for us. We're just keeping a small, we have, I think, six people on the payroll, just keeping it small and tight and enjoying our regulars that we have here in the tasting room. You know, I did have one of those beers early on when when they first opened up the Scottish Ale. Oh, yeah. And it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one a lot of people ask me about. Where is that? That's my favorite beer. We haven't made it in two and a half years because it doesn't sell. You know, there's right. a handful of people that will buy their pint once a month. But there's a lot of beers we've made in the past, which I would like to make again. But it's just tough. We only have, we have a small cold room and we sell a lot of Hazy Daisy and a lot of Lager <laughs> Magnifico. And so I got to keep making that. Right. In fact, when we were there, the Scottish Shale was there, but there was a jalapeno or something added to it last time. Yeah, we were there. our Scottish habanero. We call that a gun smoke. Yep, that was it. Yep. We have a couple bottles of that left hidden somewhere around here. Well, uh, the the spice character has definitely stayed over the years. I was pretty surprised. That there's an origin story there. We were there. That uh, do you remember talent? We were there with uh, Brian Ketterer. Brian Ketterer, right? Friend of the show. Yeah. And that's when he introduced us to beer hero, Mike Lopez. Right. Yeah, that's the first time we ever saw Mike Lopez. So that was pretty funny. And it, it was through Untapped. We didn't actually see him, but we no. saw him Untapped. Yeah. <laughs> so part of our origin story. Yeah. Hayden, do you remember one of your first WoW beers? Wow. You said you were drinking the, the kind of lighter stuff as college kids tend to do, as ball players tend to do. But do you remember one of the first beers you had where you just went, wow, I didn't know beer could taste like that? And For me, as for many, most brewers, that's, that beer is Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. But for me, I think it was Sculpin. There's still, every once in a while, I'll be transferring an IPA from like keg to keg or something, and you get that blow-off foam, and you walk into the room full of that hop smell and that memory will just pop in my brain like that Sculpin. That smells like the first IPA I ever had. <laughs> and it's just so strong, you know, the way the scents go to your memory like that. And I know that's that beer that just made me go, oh, that's what hops taste like. That's what an IPA is. And that was my favorite beer for years. Very cool. So let's talk about some of the other beers you shared with us. So <clears throat> you meant, just mentioned a second ago, and I'm drinking it here. I'm actually almost halfway through this crawler, but the Lager Magnifico. That's what I'm drinking too. Oh, it's, what a great beer. This uh, this uh, might become one of my new go-to summer beers as far as just, a, you know, at the end of the day, you need something, uh, it's like, what is it, like 4.7%, yep. uh, but it is light, crisp, and, and just super refreshing. Well, you're in luck because we're going to be canning that beer in about two weeks for the first oh, time. Fantastic. And we're very excited for that. It is, it's probably my most drinking beer we have at this point. It's so refreshing. It's for the most part, hopefully every time, it is very clean. It is effervescent. It is beautifully clear right now. And it is so fun to just look at this beer, let alone drink it. It is a beer I kind of tweaked off of one of our old brewers that was here before me. He made a, a Nelson lager. So I didn't use any Nelson or dry hop or anything like that. I just made it as clean and traditional German Helles lager as possible. Yeah. 
And because we call it lager magnifico, everybody calls it a Mexican lager. And I just agree with them. Say, thank you. I'm glad right. like our Mexican lager, whatever you want to call it. But I saw yesterday, you guys, we didn't get one, but you do have a Mexican lager actually. On yes. Your so yeah. to, I've, I've been wanting to make an actual, well, I think a Mexican lager is a lager made by Mexicans. I think that's really what it is. But <laughs> you, makes sense. You know, yes. Pe- people, I mean, all the lagers are just variations of German lagers, but people think Mexican lager when there's a little bit of corn in it. So I put right. of the of the 400 pound grain bill, I put in 10 pounds of corn. I'm like, ha, ah, there you go, Mexican lager. Yeah, corn is now an ingredient. <laughs> yep. But yeah, but this one actually, it's kind of funny because I started drinking it right before the ha- the Daisy Hazy Daisy, and then I started drinking the Hazy Daisy very quickly. I didn't realize I'm down to like a like a couple inches left in the, the crawler. So this is such a good, smooth beer. Uh, it, it's a great one. It's a really good one. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it goes down fast. It's an easy drinker. I almost wish it was a little lower in ABV so you could drink more of it. Yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> hey, send me a picture of that before you finish it. I want to... I just, so, I just did I just okay. said it to you. I wish I, I wish you could taste it because I think you would really like this. I mean, I know I'm more of a lager guy, and and this is like really hitting me in my wheelhouse. But I, I think all of you guys would really enjoy this one. So when we're not social distancing, I'll, I either that or I'm going to go over there and I'm going to get a couple more and drop them off to you guys. Well, we definitely want Hayden to share with everyone how they can get beer from Dos Desperados. Let's do that now. We've already talked about two great beers. How can they get this? Well, right now we're doing to-go curbside pickup only. You can call the number at 760-566-6209. That goes straight to our owner, Steve, and he'll let whoever in this taste room know. We'll fill up a crowler. We're doing $12 crowlers, or we got these new sweet four-pack pack tech holders for them, and that's $40 for a four-pack. And we have our Hazy Daisy in cans. And we're selling pretty well. You know, we're doing good tasting room numbers. It's tough that we can't distribute kegs right now because the bars and restaurants aren't open. Right, right. But it's, you know, it's better than nothing right now. Yeah. I was going to say, and these are 32-ounce crawlers. These, this is no nonsense. Oh, yeah, they're great. <laughs> or that lager sounds delicious. Hey, Tom, what did you get? Well, Talent was kind enough to drop me off a growler called Most Wanted Citra IPA. 6.8 ABV. Nice. And I'm going to open it right now. Ooh. So Hayden, what do you want to tell us about this beer? So this is probably my favorite IPA we have, even though Hazy Daisy has a special place in my heart. We don't always have this beer on tap. We try to you know, keep people wanting a little bit more with this one. It's hard to go wrong with Citra. This one is 100% dry hop with Citra hops with some Citra in the Whirlpool, a little Mosaic, and a little Millennium for the Bittering Hop. It is a really nice West Coast IPA without too much bitterness to it. We leave that Citra, you know, stone fruit, apricot, peach flavors coming out, and it's it's really nice. I definitely taste the fruit, and you're right about the, the bitterness. It's very mild, very, it's just barely there, and this would be a great summer beer i could tell already here yeah it really is it's uh we'll probably run out of it on tap in the taste room for a month or so and we have some regulars that only drink that they get really disappointed but when it comes back boy they're happier than ever and that's really fun to see so i kind of <laughs> don't mind us running out of it every once in a while keep them wanting more yep that's my philosophy that's for sure 
All right, so I have a couple questions for you just real quick here. So someone's coming to Dos Desperados for the first time, or let's say that they uh, decide that they're going to call in and, and put in an order for some crawlers right now. Um, we've talked about the lager. We've talked about the Hazy Daisy and the Citra IPA, but what are some other Dos Desperado beers they should be checking out or feel they need to try? Well, our newest beer is our Mexican lager, Del Oro Mexican lager. That's a good one. It's, Vienna, it's almost 100% Vienna malt with that little bit of corn in there. We have a pale ale, our first pale ale I think we ever did, first one I've ever made here for sure, that we did with Helia Brewing Company. We called it No Worries. That's what I have. We, yeah. It's that beer. When we were talking about it, I was really excited for it. You know, most new beers you're really excited for, but for some reason I knew I was going to drink the hell out of that beer, and I <laughs> definitely have been. We made that one. It's a clear pale ale. We did the classic pale color, so it's a little darker, more like Sierra Nevada. But we hopped it like a hazy IPA, so we went with for low bitterness. We did all Whirlpool Edition and dry hop. So it's incredibly easy to drink. It's probably easier to drink than the lager, which is very surprising wow, for yeah. the pale ale. But it's a it's really good beer. And we have a couple we have two kettle sours on tap. This right. is the first kettle sour I've made. We brewed that with Culver Brewing in Carlsbad. Because I, I know Mike and Ben over there, the two owners, they're uh, Cal State San Marcos alumni as well. And I go there every couple of weeks to get a sandwich. And their Berliner Weiss was exactly what I would want to make. So I asked Mike to come over and help me make it. And he did. And it came out great. Two great guys over there. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. Yeah, I, I noticed when I was there, like I said, I picked up these ones. But I, I feel like I got to go back and pick up a couple more here. Because I, I, I saw those kettle sours for sure. And I and I really like the ones that they that there was the purple one that they do over there, and then they do uh the raspberry or whatever their their that Berliner Weiss that they do over there is really good at Culver. So if it's if it's anything close to those, it'll be they'll be very tasty. Yeah, it's pretty close. We have raspberry and peach on right now. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird for me sitting in front of all these taps talking to you guys, and I can't give you these tastes of beer. <laughs> it's, we're yeah, gonna fix that. Do. We're all figuring out. Yeah. How to make it yeah, I'm glad at least you guys each have a crawler. Yeah, that's all that matters. And we're going to fix that when when we return to some form of normalcy. Yes. Yeah, no, I actually, as I was dropping off the, the guys with all the stuff, as I said, because it's probably been two years since I was in Dos Desperados. And then I actually was there right off the opening weekend. Like it was, you know, because I, the, this, interestingly enough, the, my pool store is right around the corner and I was getting, this is probably five plus years ago and I'm getting, and I see this brewery around the corner. What is this? And I, it was kind of funny. I pull around the corner and I see this tent out in front. It's Dos Desperados Brewing. I'm like, what is this? This is, you know, this is brand new. And it was like the opening weekend or whatever, or, or something like that. But it was, it was like a 1030 or 11 in the morning, hmm. but it, it looked like that they were open. I'm like, okay, well, let me, maybe I'll just see, just check it out and see what it is. So I pull in there and it was funny as I walk up, I'm like looking through the window and stuff like that. And there must've been 15 uh, women in there doing yoga. And, uh, <laughs> and I, and I opened the door and I go, is this where the brewery is? And, she, and the, one, the one lady looks at me and she goes, yeah, this is the brewery, but uh, they're not opening up till like one o'clock. So they were doing yoga in there in the morning. And then the brewery in at one o'clock. So I came back later that day and and, and tried some, but it was just really funny because that was my, oh, my, my experience with Dos Desperados the first time I went there. Now, I'd always heard we'd done beer yoga in here. I'd never heard yeah. any evidence of it. So there yeah. you go. That's awesome. So I'm sure they probably at first like, who is this guy looking through the window? But it was pretty funny. So <laughs> cool. That's good. You have confirmation that it was a thing. 
<laughs> it was a thing. So, but but I guess what I'm saying is by this last time just walking in there, the beer list is is uh, you know your tap list was there's a lot of variety in there, and and again by tasting a handful of these now you can tell too the qualities there and. I look forward to heading back there now when you guys, uh, when we're all able to kind of get back open and start going to breweries again. You know, I, I know I'm supposed to wait for this on our script, but I, I'm not going to wait because you have a beer that you're finishing. Tom just got to open one and I want to taste yeah. mine. I have it all poured yeah. and, and so it's, time it, for it's, you. it's absolutely beautiful and I want to talk about it. So this is the No Worries Pale Ale. I'm an enormous fan of the traditional, classic, straight up pale ale without making it an IPA without telling you it's an IPA and this, this is it. So can you tell us a little bit about a little more about no worries? Yeah. So we made a beer with Helia, geez, a year ago. Now we made a Pilsner at their place because honestly, I just wanted to make a Pilsner and haven't been able to do one here. So I told Kelby and Thomas over at Helia, let's make a Pilsner. And it came out great. It was a Good success over there, and we had just been putting off making a beer over here because we just hadn't had the time to do it. So I finally put my foot down and like we need to put something on the calendar. And we're like, all right, what are we gonna do? And we had no idea. We just had no new ideas. I already had the Culver beer planned with the kettle sour and all that. But they have a really popular beer, they're happy pale ale. I'm like, let's do a pale ale over here. We've never done one. How are we going to make this different? Because it can't just be a normal pale ale. That's no fun. We can't make a copy of what they make at their place. Right. So I had just made another session IPA, I guess, whatever you want to call it, a low alcohol IPA. And I hopped it like I normally would in higher alcohol IPA. And everybody thought it was too bitter. So I, <laughs> I kind of got frustrated and went with the opposite and tried to make as low bitterness as possible. So nobody can tell me this beer is too bitter. No, it's not. It's fantastic. It's what a pale ale tasted like 20 years ago. So, yeah. So I, I obviously don't know what that's like. So no, you don't. <laughs> that's, but they were fantastic. Of it. So I wanted to kind of combine the, the old school malt profile, that beautiful gold, light brown color to it with traditional or not traditional uh new school hop techniques which is that whirlpool only and then dry hop now i just realized it's 2020 so what i meant was what a pale ale tasted like 30 years ago if you could find one in about circa 1990 as carl strauss had one out pizza port had one out but if you could find a pale ale back then for those older listeners like myself that's what it is it's just this clean delicious medium-bodied full of flavor, but it's not hitting you over the head. Pale ale. Congratulations. Great job. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. Yeah, that beer, I was very excited to drink it, of course. I mean, as you are with new beers. But I, the first time I had a full pint of that, I was talking to our uh, sales manager, just about something else. I think we just closed like a good account. And I never out drink that man. He <laughs> is a pro. <laughs> but I downed that pint of that pale ale so quickly because it's just so drinkable. It doesn't have any sort of bitter dryness at the end. It just keeps you going back. And I just, I, I really enjoy drinking that beer. I think I have my favorite. <laughs> and I didn't think I could beat the Hazy Daisy, but I, I think I've got my favorite. So you'll have your lager. Tom will have his IPA. And I'm going to be a happy camper with my... Uh, but I want to taste the pale ale now. So now oh. you've got me wanting to taste the pale ale. So you, you remember 
You remember when a pale ale was just a, it was crushable like a, like a lager. You know, right. it, it didn't taste right. like a lager, but it was crushable like that. You didn't have to take a step backwards after every sip. Right. It, it's like that. Super smooth. Really good. I'm really excited about this beer. <laughs> we need the world to return to normal. So we can just spend a couple hours over at Dos Desperados with Hayden. Oh, yeah. Right. What's next for Dos Desperados Brewing in the near or far? I guess we're looking at far future uh, now uh, for distribution or events or whatever else you have going on. Well, once we have any idea of when we get to go back to normal, we are going to have to kick it into gear with our events because you can't plan any events right now unless they're at the end of the year. You just We just don't know. Right. We're going to have to replan our anniversary party because it was supposed to be March 21st. We always have a really big 4th of July party. We close out the parking lot so we can go out and drink. We have this nice grassy knoll out front and have the view of this amazing fireworks show at Bradley Park down the street. Yep. So we're really hoping we're going to be able to be open for that. So those are, those are our main priorities. And then we're going to have to get back into we just uh, became a, a vendor for the San Diego Convention Center. Okay. which was huge. We worked on that for a year and a half. They were going to take cans of Hazy Daisy and then hopefully cans of lager when we canned them. So we're hoping that will go back to normal. It's hard to tell if once businesses can open back up, will there still be conventions with 80,000 people? We don't know. Right. So we're hoping that will go smoothly. We're looking forward to serving beer at USC again. Uh, we serve beer at USC baseball games and, uh, at USC family tailgate section. We have beer there for football. So we're looking forward to being able to serve beer there again and just get back to normal. Right. We're all looking forward to that. I also was checking out your beer club, which I'm more interested in now than ever. (laughs) You want to tell us us a little bit about the beer club? Our beer club is our bread and butter. What we really pride ourselves in is having – a very strong, loyal, regular crowd here. We have our beer club mugs littering our walls in here. There's 60 on the, the back bar wall, and there's 50 on either either side of the walls uh, from on the taste room side. And they're really loyal customers. So you get your if you sign up for the beer club, it's $199 for the year. You get your t-shirt. We do three private parties where we serve food to you guys. The, the mugs are 24 ounce mugs. You get the fill, the 24 ounce fill for $5 of any beer. we have. Oh, that would, so, and that would be no worries. Pale ale. That, that is one of the better deals. I know some other breweries have mugs, but that is just, I think we're losing, we're definitely losing money on it, but we just, <laughs> We love the lo- the loyal customers that come in. We have customers that come in every single day, and they're like our family. You know, I have barbecues at my house in the summer, and, and they come over. That's how how close we are as a, a community here, and we're really grateful to be uh, that San Marcos local watering hole. Oh, I want to be Hayden's slightly older uncle. <laughs> <laughs> that works. I don't have one. So you <laughs> And have a mug. And have a mug. Well, it's only $199. So maybe for your birthday. It's also once a month we buy one, get one crowlers. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm not really good at the beer club pitch. That's not my job. But yeah, it's right. good. It's a good club. It's you know, a good deal. 
but you can check it out online. It is a good deal. I was I was wondering how you made money on it, and you explained it. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For those people that are nice enough to sign up to support and then don't take advantage, I guess that's right. how we. You probably sure. that. Yeah, that's not going to work with us. <laughs> <laughs> no. We're going to love being there and spending time with you. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's all about. So uh, one more time, uh, be, as we're winding this up here, give the listeners how they can uh, help you guys uh, right now in terms of getting beer and, and get some Dos Desperados beer. So right now, the best thing you can do is follow us on social media. We're at Dos Desperados Brew on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We're posting majorly, uh, mostly on Facebook and Instagram. We have beer pickups every day, 2 to 6 p.m., you can call the number at 760-566-6209. You can call or text that number. You could hit us up on uh, social media messages. I'm trying to post our cha- somewhat changing beer menu on there so people are up to date on what they can order. And we have our Hazy Daisy cans, uh, for four packs available for $16. And two weeks from today or yesterday, we will have our Lager Magnifico in 12 ounce six packs, which we're very excited about. All right. Gentlemen, I, I, I'm, I'm almost ready to commit to a second round of this episode. So we just go get some more growlers. <laughs> I mean, if, I was going to say. If these four beers are this good, I've, I've got to, we, we got to have some more. <laughs> we got to wait until we open back up and you guys all come in and we'll do a, yeah. a proper version. I think that's a good plan. But I, I did like, I actually made the comment when I was there yesterday that I'm going to have to come back in and, and pick up a couple of those uh, sours and then the Mexican lager. There's at least four other beers that I can try and some crowlers. So perfect. The crowlers, a four pack deal. It's a good yeah, deal. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. So I, I will. Uh, yeah. What's your turnaround time? If I, if uh, on my phone call, is it about, a, what's your turnaround time? Hey man, I'm right here. All, All right, there right we now. go. So, so perfect. So, <laughs> so as we get to the, I got, I'm going to finish this one, and I got one from Culver that I picked up on Monday, and then I'm going to be calling you guys to restock the beer fridge. <laughs> perfect. I'll be here tomorrow. Sounds good. That's great. So, uh, when the world returns to normalcy, we'd love to. We're, we are coming out to Dos Desperados and speak with you in person, and do some tasters there. Listeners, you heard it. You got to head out to San Marcos, California. They're out there on Linda Vista Drive, if I remember correctly. Yep. Get some stuff at the curbside there. Fantastic beers. Thanks for sharing your story with us, Hayden. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It's been a lot of fun. And thanks for sharing the story of Dos Desperados in San Marcos. Thank you, Tom, for making all this work. You're welcome. It was fun. Now, we'd love to keep chatting with Hayden, but right now, we got to run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, beer run. All we need is a ten and a five, or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N, beer run.